Brand communication is an integral part of a brand story. Your communication can speak volumes about your brand. It is all about getting to know your audience, crafting a powerful message and putting it out there in an effective manner. Having a clear and authentic tone can eventually result in stronger and memorable brand experiences for your customers. Defining what your brand stands for and its core values are imperative to have healthy communication with the stakeholders. The term brand and branding are one of the most used terms in the business world today. Every year millions of dollars are spent on branding exercises and new brand campaigns. Despite this, branding remains one of the business aspects that people can't just seem to get right. This is the reason why organizations fail to recognize the power of a brand and exploit it to its full potential. COVID-19 drastically changed the economy and heavily impacted consumer behavior and consumption patterns. Customers are still shopping but their needs have been changed. No longer there's a need to plan a vacation or purchase a new car. However, the good news is that it has never been easier for brands to engage with their target audience. Today, we would be exploring more about the concept of branding, myths around brand communications, the impact of COVID-19 on businesses and lots more. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by Mridul. She is the co-founder and creative director at AM Branding, a New Delhi-based luxury branding studio. Hello Mridul, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be a part of uh, the Socially Desi show. It's a great pleasure to be having you on the show today, Mridul. Thank you. So, uh, tell us about your journey. How did it all start for you? Um, it started back in college when I entered NIFT Bangalore to study fashion communication. Uh, going away from home that is Delhi where I've been born and brought up to start fresh and to live independently made me look at life in a completely fresh perspective mm-hmm. and I think things started to turn around when I entered college and it was basically in the textile uh, design department as my rank was horrible all over India which is I mean horrible in the sense I would expect someone to enter with a better rank so mine was 482 all over India and it was by luck and hard work that I could score a nine-pointer in my first year and uh, get through fashion communication. Okay. It's a more versatile course at NIFT mm-hmm. where uh, you tend to explore, you know, new subjects every semester. Uh, a course where students had a much higher rank than I did. I think that was the first time I realized that if you set your mind to something and work towards it, the universe sort of brings it all together for you. Um, also in order to be financially independent, I started taking small time freelance projects in graphic design and styling because every year we learned new, exciting things. Mm -hmm. And I would try to convert that knowledge into practical projects. So I still remember like my first project that I uh, got as a freelancer was promised at a sum of 1500 rupees okay. which we never received because we were young <laughs> and stupid okay. and did not know the concept of advances or you know the entire design process of getting into a freelance yeah uh, but 
anyway, that was a great learning experience for me and my friends. Mm-hmm. I remember working on designing um, graphics for few uh, small designers because Instagram was up and about at that time. And that's when, when I was in my first or second year, I think a lot of new designers started coming up on Instagram okay. and everyone sort of got hooked to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I was in my fourth year, I think I took my first step in the world of Instagram and social media for the first time when I actually had uh, like good designers, good as in they were new designers who who were really creative in their space. They saw some of my freelance projects on Behance and on Facebook, okay. the things that we would do at college. Mm-hmm. And they approached me to do their social media. And as soon as I started designing graphics for social media, I realized that there was just too much clutter being posted. Right. And people would not plan their content they would just throw in images and as a grid when you see it on instagram it's a completely different story true yeah so i think i i don't know if it was because of my research or it was just an instinct from within where i felt like this will be the need of the hour if not today but in the coming years Mm -hmm. that people would want to organize their visual content because it was really um, you know, depressing to see bad content being posted. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this joke that we had in college where our graphic design teachers would say in the first year that, you know, the course that you're getting into, it's going to eventually hurt your eyes because as soon as you start learning about authentic graphic design and educate yourself about, you know, the purity of uh, layouting or just managing the entire content, mm-hmm. you won't be able to look at things around you. So if you go to a restaurant and if you look at a menu, it's going to pinch your eyes if it's not correct. Right. And I think that's so true, <laughs> true. today because yeah. when I when I move around the country or when I look at signages or boards or general, you know, logos, when things are not correct, it really hurts my eyes. And I think... <laughs> That's that's my uh, aim in life, just to basically refine India visually. Because, you know, when you're a graphic designer and you look at uh, things abroad, like if you go to Germany or if you look at designers, graphic designers, there's very little referencing that happens from India. And I think that was my main aim, that today, if you look at the social media game, there are a couple of great Indian designers that people do take references from mm-hmm. all over the world. And I think that's how far um, Indian graphic design has come, where people are paying attention to this, um, you know, field as well. Um, Going back to my journey post-college, I got my first job at JJ Valaya. Mm -hmm. It's a 25-year-old brand. And um, I happened to message him on Facebook. I was a, I think, 20-year-old girl at that time. And I learned about branding. And I was so enthusiastic about this whole thing. I ended up sending him a long message on Facebook talking about how bad his branding and social media was. Okay. At that time, little did mm-hmm. I know that he actually replied on Facebook saying, you know, can we meet? I'd love to know your ideas and insight about it. And uh, I, I remember meeting him and then he told me that he could see a lot of his passion inside me. Although I was a newcomer and I had no experience in the industry, but he did go ahead and give me a job as his uh, executive assistant, just looking at how passionate I was. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I really got the uh, you know industry experience that I needed. Uh, we would work on runway shows and I would literally dive into anything that I could help him with creatively. Okay. Um, for instance, if you know I was from fashion communication, but being his assistant, I just had to make things easier for him. So True. if he needed like juttis for his you know runway show, we would sit together and fix that up. Okay. If there was this big headgear that was needed on the runway, 
we would dive into it and get it done mm-hmm. and i remember that actually got a lot of um, you know uh, good publicity at the show it was a bolshoi bazaar show and people actually loved that headgear that we put together so i think um it's all about really following what you love and just not saying no to learning new things because for me even though i was in a particular field i actually put like you know got into a lot of different things yeah and that's when i realized what i actually did not like doing and just stuck with my own field yeah um moving ahead you know moving on from jj i got into this uh, job with nikasha that's another 11 and now 15 to 20 year old brand mm-hmm. um nikasha and i actually had a really good relationship i remember i became the creative director at nikasha when i was 24 which is around 3 3 and a half years back okay um that was a big deal for me because i was actually managing 100 people over there including the tailors and embroiders and literally started as a brand manager but went on uh, to becoming the creative head and then the creative director because i would literally manage everything for her from sales to pr to marketing mm-hmm. uh, it was a creative fun journey and we were totally in sync another thing you know that i think really made sense was that I was always very honest with her. Like even if I had to do freelances along with Nikasha, Nikasha's job because I had to financially support myself, I would not hide anything from her. I mm. would actually give her permission. I would make sure that everything was super clear and honest. Right. And I think she really respected that mm. because she also does not live in India. She is actually based out of Singapore. Okay. But her office is in India in um, Okla. so we would literally coordinate everything on facetime and when she would come down to india we would sort things out together okay um as i started experimenting and freelancing super early at the age of 18 by the time i finished working at nikasha i already felt like i had a fair share of mm-hmm. um, experience in this field plus i had the ex- industry experience that i needed because like i said i was managing all these various departments for her Luckily around the same time I met my husband and my partner Avril Rungta who really helped me fine tune chaos in my head mm. and come up with this concept of AM branding co. Okay. So a little fun fact is that I met Avi because he messaged me on Behance. Oh okay. So on Behance basically it's an online portfolio for creative individuals yeah. and you list all your portfolio and your you know creative work there. So I received a message there you know about how he liked my work and he was looking at a creative director for his new eyewear brand that he had started called mm-hmm. Toka di Legno and uh, we actually started freelancing together and I met him only 3 to 4 months into the freelance okay and uh, when we met I think we totally hit it off in terms of you know enjoying working together that was our first thing before we even fell in love I think uh that we really loved supporting each other and uh, we had that connect where you know he was present uh to listen to all my ideas and i would sort of contribute to things that mm. he was doing and it was just a really cool thing because frankly of course you know we all have people in our lives who uh build us and promote us to do good things True. but with him i think it was really unreal because i had never met someone before avril who would actually really listen to my you know chaos and listen to my ideas of things that i wanted to achieve yeah. and at that point in time when i was not where i am today and i was just starting out i had really big plans and mm. they 
sort of seemed unreal this entire am branding platform that we've created at that time it it was really unreal to think about because you know working with the top designers or even building brands from scratch that's something that came as a result of all the conversations that aviral and i actually had mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's the most beautiful thing when you find people you you know who promote your growth who are not scared to back you up and most importantly listen to your vision so that's my journey you know so far no absolutely it's so true that you know uh, when you meet people who are aligned with your vision and they understand you know the kind of uh, journey that you want to go through yes uh, i believe uh, then the destination doesn't matter because Correct. then it's all about the journey and how you enjoy the whole uh, experience absolutely. together so i mean wonderful uh, to see you know you met your husband through the hands and <laughs> yeah, the way correct. you uh, cl- started collaborating and then eventually got married so uh, perfect you know i mean that's a really really uh, good way uh, so you know a couple of questions i have in my sure. mind so first is uh, around behance and instagram do you think uh, in today's world uh, uh, i mean i understand that behance is still a big network where uh, designers showcase their projects yes. and uh, clients can find them through behance but do you think in india uh, instagram has taken over behance absolutely absolutely i feel like it's a sad reality but literally the minute you meet someone what do you do mm-hmm. you look their name up on insta yeah. you don't go around on behance or google it's just gone like literally your instagram profile defines who you are which is frankly really sad because people tend to show only happy moments on insta and not the entire reality but literally that's where you look up people yeah. and that's how you you know in your perspective that's how you judge someone today before you even meet them you look them up on instagram you see how many followers they have what kind of content they have pictures and i think definitely instagram is totally taken over yeah i mean that is you know one of the things that uh, as a platform instagram has provided uh, to both the customers as well as the designers you know uh, uh, common platform where they can meet they can see each other's work interact yes. and eventually you know uh, collaborate absolutely so and and my other other thing was around uh, when you spoke about uh, uh, you know not many countries around the world are following indian designers or or you know if i have to put it in a different way that indian designers i believe are not able to uh, inspire uh, the western culture as much as what we wanted to Uh, hmm. so uh, i was looking at a few instagram pictures that you had showcased uh, uh, with uh, you know travel with thea where um, right. you have showcased iceland you have showcased uh, norway um, hmm. uh, can you tell us more about the kind of uh, design uh, you know principles that you followed or maybe the concepts that you uh, followed on those so uh, basically thea as a brand or uh, it's it's an older brand that we've been working with she has a store at banjara hills hyderabad mm-hmm. she does uh, fine jewelry and amazing woman to work with mm-hmm. and she's been one of my oldest clients literally it's been around 3 and a half years since we've been working on her website branding social media and also today we have an amazing relationship together we literally gossip about jewelry mm-hmm. 24/7 mm-hmm. so you know in terms of the branding concepts that we apply to thea or any brand i of course look at referencing but i don't follow uh, you know i don't click a picture of any graphic and keep it mm. and tell my team to copy that that's a big no no 
in terms of uh, you know in order to inspire people you need to also innovate yeah. if you keep doing what people are doing nobody is going to get inspired and follow what you do so for us i think my inspiration comes from the designer's vision or the you know brand owner's vision i i literally pick up their thoughts i think and convert that into visual graphics that's how when you look at our content no two designers will look the same mm-hmm. it's literally it has my aesthetic of course but it's an authentic way of going about graphics where you obviously get inspired by certain things i do study books even till date i open books and i you know i'll read about um, otlaisha i look at things that people have done like other graphic designers that i personally look in, mm-hmm. look up to but i would never go around clicking pictures of what sabya sachi is doing or where you know any other big indian designer or an international designer i never keep that reference board in front of me True. of course i look at it but then we try to create everything from scratch and no like not once is any of the template copied from one designer mm. to another mm. that i'm very particular about because literally if we have 20 clients today each individual client will have their own set of templates fonts colors concepts ideas nothing is ever copy pasted and i think that's been you know wonderful where it, that's added to our uh, success eventually no i truly believe that you need to have your own voice yes uh, on social media and in your own designs because eventually if you have to go and copy paste mm. uh, then uh, you know what's the point of having a brand then you become a dealer <laughs> right so yes. uh, so that brings me to my next point which is what is the importance then you know of a good uh, brand communication i think a visual communication for any brand is literally the face and identity of a brand mm. the smallest details like fonts colors layouts defines everything your brand stands for it is absolutely vital today more than ever to be as authentic as possible to stand out mm-hmm. creating um, you know good brand communication is like formulating a unique dna that is one of a kind and true to its ethos you can't um, replicate somebody else's i know a lot of brands copy their and sort of trace the the competition's journey but i think that's okay in terms of Uh, setting your blueprint or just getting ideas or inspired but not to create your own brand communication that has to come from within and it needs to have a unique dna and when we talk about a unique dna and being authentic on uh, you know on every platform when it comes to your visual communications mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel the relevance of branding in today's day and age um the day you know the day we launched am branding co on instagram mm-hmm. we were flooded with queries um, asking us about what we do and you know our first few clients at am they literally came to us through instagram so i think the minute i started putting out my work on insta i did not expect a lot of people to actually come to us because i didn't have so many followers and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people were just waiting for this opportunity a lot of designers were lo- looking for someone who could you know manage their creative visual communication aspect because the minute i remember the minute we started archiving doing you know regular posts within a week or two i was flooded with queries with good designers like those were names that i used to actually think that i would want to work with mm-hmm. uh, they started contacting us and we were super grateful and surprised with the amount of interest we received 
um it was one of those moments that actually defined the core of our company that is you know honesty and hard work and just authenticity in general um avi and i realized that you know one good project would definitely lead to another and that has literally been our only marketing strategy to do good work and to archive it on our insta page because we've never i know i don't mean to sound too full of myself but we've never sent out an a pitch email to any client that we have today we've never been uh, you know forced to pitch our work or reduce our costs i mean thankfully that's never been the case we actually uh, you know people respect when we say that this is our costing and this is the deliverable that you're going to get and there is no compromise on quality mm. you know moving ahead i think people really respect that true i mean yeah it's really important when it comes to uh, client expectations and defining your own uh, you know way of doing things correct because uh, sometimes what happens even uh, this is what i have seen in my uh, you know consulting days that uh, a lot of times uh, when businesses give you a project uh, then you basically bend your ways or maybe bend your ways in a a way to please your customer and at the end of the day what mm. happens is uh, the kind of output that was really desired uh, doesn't come out doesn't come out absolutely so you end up uh, end up delivering a subpar uh, deliverable and uh, the whole project looks like really nice but uh, it's not what actually was desired yeah true and you know another thing is which i really found ridiculous when i started was i because see at the end of the day we are sitting in delhi and everyone knows that the hub and major designers and their base is bombay mm. so another thing is for us to tackle that delhi bombay thing was very important and thankfully i already was working with a few people from bombay one of them is uh, saksha and kini it's a really cool new brand and saksha is actually someone who really pushed me along avi to start this because she was in love with what i was doing for nikasha she was in love with the aesthetic that i had because it was super in sync with what these guys were doing mm-hmm. and i think um it's super important that uh, you sort of not do things for free because that i found really ridiculous when i would look at freelancers or people who are starting out their companies just to build their portfolio they would just connect with people and say okay you know we'll do this for free and uh, just be our client and then use that name as a leverage to get more projects like that's something that i really find ridiculous in our field because how do you how do you basically sell your creativity for free like i don't get that like if you don't value your own work how do you expect others or other clients to do that so i think that's a big point for new and upcoming businesses to pick up i'm not saying charge them a bomb but i'm saying justify your own work to yourself and to people that you get on board i think that's super important yeah it's really important you know and as businesses also like for any business if you're going and hiring somebody uh, to do your uh, portfolios or maybe your catalog hmm. see at the end of the day if you hire somebody for free then you're going to get a free work right like the kind of uh, quality will be uh, what you pay for it's it's as uh, good as you know saying you get what you pay for exactly <laughs> that's exactly Yeah I mean see eventually I understand a lot of freelancers who are just starting off maybe uh, just to uh, get some uh, you know limelight or you can say some attention on the social media platforms they do a couple of projects for free but at the end of the day if you look at those deliverables that they put out and the kind of work that they put out when they are getting paid there's a day and night difference 
but that's so wrong in general you know even if i know that this is still happening what i'm talking about is not something in the past it's still happening till date yeah. when people i and even for us i'm not saying we've never bartered for small little things but that's as a part of our relationship which has already started it's not the basis of our relationship where we are doing things for free and the other person is you know giving us something in return or just being on our portfolio i think for freelancers like my heart goes out for them because i've been a freelancer i've been someone with no money at all mm. but i've never again even if i was getting paid low i've uh, settled that with the client i've never said okay i'll do this for free because i want to add you to my portfolio i think that's a conscious uh, decision that every freelancer has to take because that moment will decide your entire career in this field true and once you start doing things for free that's the word that will rotate around because like i said for us also like one good project has led to another but also one good relationship has led to another where people now a few people who know us and have worked with us they know that they're going to get what we are mentioning at a certain price and we don't budge from that true i mean word of mouth is the uh, best kind of marketing that you can have yes. uh, especially as a designer and uh, as a you know uh, luxury uh, designing studio mm. and when it comes to uh, you know even this what i have seen uh, across different fields not only in designing and uh, marketing mm. but a lot of people like you said right when you start doing things for free that's the branding that gets stuck to your name yes right correct. people then look at you as somebody who can uh, you know be hired for free Hmm. so whenever they want to get some small work done or some you know a quick little thing to be done they'll contact you Absolutely. because they know that this guy can do it for free and he he won't uh, buzz you know much yeah so uh, i believe uh, so for all designers out there for all entrepreneurs this is like really key when it comes to building your relations and building your own brand in the uh, space that you're working in hmm. uh, make sure that uh, at the end of the day when you do something for someone what is the return that you are getting so like uh, mridul also clearly stated that there are ways you know uh, times when she also bartered for things so but at the end of the day you have to understand that a relationship cannot start that way i mean of yeah. course it th- through a relationship like for example you have a client you have been working with that client for let's say 6 months a year and they have been giving you multiple projects so maybe uh, within those projects you can give them a couple of things which you know uh, can be like a complementary uh, part of the project deliverable Correct. but it can't be the sole uh, you know uh, pillar of your relationship absolutely so that uh, uh, you know that is really crucial so mridul my uh, next question to you is uh, we have talked about branding we have talked about defining your voice but what is that thing that creates brand loyalty a uh, brand loyalty according to me is very uh, i mean it's a, it's not a complicated formula mm. uh, a humble voice an honest vision and an authentic product i think these three are the key to you know having your clients come back to you because uh, it's about delivering what you promise be it in retail or a service providing company like am branding co people want to get what they are paying for it's as simple as that they want to feel important they want to feel satisfied with the quality uh, they get for their money if you can give them that plus a little bit more i think there's nothing that stops people from becoming loyalists mm-hmm. today some of my bestest friends are my clients you know like i said about saksha or even somya who owns thea uh, there's arpita mehta jayanti reddy like all these ladies they're just 
amazing to work with and today i know that i share that uh, fabulous relationship with them uh, you know and especially with saksha i think her support has been constant during our am journey and uh, even nikasha you know today she remains our client at am and i think that's something that's super unheard of when employees leave their companies and bosses i don't think there are many people who call their employees and say okay you know can you work for us and that's the kind of relationship that nikasha and i have built where we we love working together and we've always been in this fabulous sync and uh, she truly believed in my work and i truly believed in you know her creative aesthetic and i think that goes a long way in general yeah support is a big thing you know unless and until you have the support of your customers uh you need hmm. somebody to actually uh, guide you also i believe a lot of times uh, a lot of customers would have guided you in your journey as well absolutely nikasha's been my total mentor in those 2.5 years hmm. like we would sit together every evening and just chat about life it was not about the things that i had to do for her it was just about you know like creating fabulous work together our vision in the future my vision in for my life ahead like we would talk about those things it was not only about uh you know our professional dealing all the time it was very personal we in fact even traveled to paris for an exhibition that we had to do for nikasha and we had the best five days together you know i i still remember that trip like that was super special so i think i've maybe i've been lucky or i've just been surrounded by women who like to support women and i think that's the biggest thing yeah at the end of the day you know every business when they start supporting each other then you grow so absolutely you know, yes they say in hindi that taali ek haath se nahi bachti so it's the same thing correct yeah so how do you define a core message like for every brand communication we hear this term a lot you know define your core message define your uh, core aesthetic uh, how do you define hmm. that uh everything i design personally i make it a point to translate my designer or my client's vision mm-hmm. with my aesthetic uh, you know into their visual communication my job is basically to sort through all the chaos and cut it down to the purest form um of branding for each of my clients uh the main thing for any brand is to stay away from the cut copy paste culture yeah. i think three vicious actions that actually kill your authenticity um every message going out from the brand be it printed or digital needs to carry that basic well defined dna hmm. one should live breathe and walk that branding tone um it should capture all senses technically not just your eyes uh, i'll give you an example basically you know we've been working with these amazing designers one of them uh, is a menswear designer called kunal ravel he's very well known in india for the work that he does uh, the look and feel that we created for his brand is totally different from any of my other clients mm. who are basically doing women's wear similarly we've been working with designers who fall into the same product category like uh, arpita mehta jayanti reddy anushree reddy akanksha gajria all create beautiful women's wear but if you see their social media or the branding they have it's all very unique you know it's it's not a cut copy paste and all the aesthetic is so different and that's what we've carried forward for them if akanksha likes uh, bright colors and you know her entire uh, philosophy of brightening up everyone's life we've converted that into graphics mm. if alpita likes those you know elegant beautiful florals and she'd like a certain tone which is subdued and subtle you can feel that when you open her instagram page mm. 
so of course you know one can tell that it carries my aesthetic which is clean simple effective graphics but it's also their vision that i've translated you know eventually similarly another very exciting brand that we have on board is lara murakhia who does literally one piece uh, one of a kind pieces and she never makes the same piece twice in jewelry okay uh, so you know if you see her branding it's it's killer literally the day we started lara's page and did her branding there was so much appreciation that we got and lara received and that makes us really happy because people had actually never seen um any graphics or you know look and feel like that before mm-hmm. so i think that's a win win situation for both the client and for us when things just when you look at a page and you just say wow you know this is unique what we are looking at so how can uh, brands translate this core message across platforms so you know i uh, i understand that a lot of designers that you work for are focused on instagram and their websites hmm. but when it comes to uh, translating their core messages translating their aesthetics across platforms and across their branding and communications hmm. how do you uh, what do you feel is the number one key to doing that the number one key is not to do not to find shortcuts hmm. when you start a brand or a company even for am branding you need to sit down and define what your branding uh, aesthetic core vision mission is mm. you can't get away with just starting out a brand just to save money say that okay you know i'll get an intern or i'll get get a simple graphic designer who i mean sadly might not have the branding uh, expertise that you require to reach a certain level eventually you know the, so the the actual formula is to hire a professional or study yourself and then apply nobody saying spend you know a lot of money on this but if you can do it yourself great if you can't it's almost as simple as you know when you have an injury you can't fix it yourself you have to go to a doctor or a specialist you know you can't say that oh i'll just i'll get a fourth year uh, pass out you know who's become, going to become a doctor let's get ourselves fixed from there mm. nobody does that it's the similar concept in branding you have to find a professional to do their job and i think that goes a long way and i've actually had people who've been i wouldn't like to name them it's a really big brand a 25 or a 30 year old brand who has come to us saying that you know we need to sort our instagram and uh, certain branding uh, projects and i was shocked because i'm like you've been in the industry for 25 years like how do you go around not having these basics sorted you know so eventually you'll have to put in that effort and money into it why not do it from the beginning true true but i believe uh, the positive thing about this is that at least these traditional old businesses are now realizing yes. the power of social media and they understand that boss uh, enough is enough you can't stay away from uh, the digital platforms right. and with this whole uh, covid thing happening the brick and mortar businesses have really taken a hit hmm. uh, so the digital is is the way to go now uh, post 2020 i i believe a lot of businesses even a lot of my friends who have their brick and mortar businesses mm. are now actually shifting to digital i have a friend who uh, basically he sells rugs mm. so those kalines that you right. see right uh, so he sells like really really uh, you know authentic and traditional rugs mm. those are like pretty expensive rugs and he used to sell them through his brick and mortar shop mm. uh, across india mm. but now even he realized with this whole covid thing happening he realized that you know the amount of uh, rentals and uh, the inventory cost that he was paying mm. i mean he could get uh, twice the amount of business with half the price absolutely yeah 
That's so true. So even he realized, and he he comes from a very uh, you know those khandani businesses hmm. uh, who have been doing this since ages. Hmm. So uh, uh, so that is one uh, I think positive thing that has come out uh, in which these traditional businesses, these khandani businesses, have realized hmm. that uh, you cannot uh, just you know keep a blind eye for uh, social media. Yeah, you for sure. You have to open your eyes. Yeah, for sure. so uh, that actually brings me uh, to a lot of myths uh, that we uh, you know here uh, going around uh, when it comes to brand communication when it comes to branding and what what sort of myths have you heard about uh, there are definitely some annoying ones out there mm-hmm. which i get to hear every now and then with all the new you know brands that are coming up and who inquire for our services uh when one thing i i think people should research is that branding does not mean only logo and packaging mm. it's much more than that so true yeah. you know so that's something that people should definitely look into um another thing is that the the thing that i mentioned that one can avoid the branding exercise as it's a startup and you don't have too much money to invest so either you educate yourself enough to work on it or you'll have to find a professional there's no other way around it you know there's no way to avoid that it is a branding exercise and like you know branding and sales go hand in hand yeah so you can't expect sales and your brand to grow and then say okay i'll come back to branding what you've done to achieve those sales okay that will become your branding in general mm. so if it's mediocre that's what people will receive that's the energy people will get from your brand yeah so true i mean when when you are starting off uh, even you know i understand that a lot of people don't have that kind of a money to invest mm. uh, when it comes to branding so uh, can you give uh, any tip to uh, somebody who is just starting off and maybe they don't have the kind of money to invest in a uh, professional sure sure i mean i get that and a lot of brands are going through that and especially in today's time i understand that the newer ones who were just starting out might not have the bandwidth to pay someone like you know like am branding i mm. understand that mm. and i think for that the internet is a really good uh, platform if you actually look at authentic uh, things on the internet and you try to learn about branding and understand what are the areas that you have to work into i think anybody can just study and at least define it yeah i'm not saying that they'll be able to do their graphic design and all of course now for that you need a professional you can't learn photoshop in a day or you can't learn illustrator in a day but I think the basics of branding and uh, just things that you need to cover up to start a brand—it's all there on the internet. But of course, it's a much larger conversation when you come to where to look at these references mm. at and mm. what are the websites, you know. So that's something that maybe I'll add to my Insta page, where you know it's a great idea where I can talk about. uh the correct websites to refer to yeah. for the newer brands you know yeah so that's something that i take think i'll take back from this conversation that i'll try to help those newer brands who don't have the money yeah because a lot of people are confused this is what i feel Correct. you know when it comes to branding hmm. uh, a lot of people who don't have the money uh, to invest in this hmm. they are basically lost they hmm. don't understand where to go what to look out for yeah. like uh, for example you rightly said that uh, photoshop illustrator all these things are something that you you know you take time to learn hmm. and you master you take time but the basics uh, need to be there like for example your aesthetics and the kind of messaging that you want to put out yes. like you rightly said you know that branding is not just logo and packaging hmm. so small small things matter so unless and until as an entrepreneur i think get that thing right 
yes at least understand what your brand means hmm. what it stands for what are the uh, the like the theme and the colors if i have to talk about aesthetics hmm. what are those you know once you have that and you know another thing is to sorry i'm cutting you but another thing is to keep it simple hmm. if you don't know graphics don't do graphics just put out beautiful images that's something that you can click easily yeah just maintain one editing tone you know we have all those features i'm talking about people who really don't want to get into this whole mm. thing they can just simply edit pictures in the same tone on their phone and just put out beautiful images true you true. know even that works rather than making it all cluttered don't do graphics if you can't do it when the time is right and you're able to get a professional to do it for you yeah that is so true so yeah i think um another thing that we usually uh, hear is that you know do brilliant communication and sell this product mm. i think you can't sell um an average or a bad product with even brilliant communication in the long run yeah. it's a short time goal sure but customers are very smart these days like people are just getting smarter every day you can't trick them into buying something that's not worth their money true and in fact people are saving these days i mean i see very few people actually going out and you know buying things for the heck of it Correct. Like especially with this, you know, even the Amazon uh, Prime days out and Flipkart bill big billion days also out. But I don't see the kind of numbers that they used to have earlier uh, on their mm, websites. I think I mean Amazon, yeah, because now the problem is that people have to uh, buy on Amazon for their essentials also. Mm. So I'm not sure about their numbers because I haven't done that research. But personally, I've been shopping a lot on Amazon because you can't go to your grocery stores every time. you can't go to you know your basic shops that you used to so i think my shopping has become limited to amazon a lot yeah i mean when it comes to when it comes to your daily essentials groceries all those things that is mm. complete i think that's a very separate uh, category of business but when yeah. it when it but comes to let's say but shopping yes hmm. that's that's totally limited now nobody's not many people are investing in that yeah your leisure shopping vanity shopping all those things have actually uh, reduced a lot yeah correct and you know uh, that actually brings me to uh, another good point uh, when it comes to these kind of branding uh, i believe uh, the impact of covid uh, we have seen a lot of shift in communication mm. uh, you know the way you approach your customers uh, especially during these times and i see a lot of businesses who have actually pivoted mm. their business models mm-hmm. like uh, i'll give you an example uh, of this brand called psafe mm. so p safe they basically started with this uh, sanitizer spray that you can spray on the uh, you know the seat uh, yeah. of your commode uh, they started with that so they had that product but now you know they have gotten into they've pivoted their business they've gotten into masks they've gotten into other sanitizers that you can use throughout the house yeah uh, so uh, how do you uh, feel about the shift in content and the shift in approach toward customers Uh there's definitely been a huge shift mm. um I can talk for my clients in general that mm-hmm. we actually switched to a sensitive marketing model mm-hmm. as soon as this pandemic hit us and we all realized that it's here to stay um we actually switched to this model because it was important to feed the right amount of content to our customers and our potential customers in luxury markets the thing is you're not just selling a product you're selling a lifestyle Yeah. So when the world is hit by something so devastating you can't ignore the scenario and focus just on selling you know it was about being more mindful of what you're telling your customers and reminding people of your brand 
while being sensitive to the current situation so yeah i think that has been that's been pushed by us and our clients mm. together as an effort in all our uh, visual communication in the last 4 months where we've been very mindful of what we are putting out and uh, you know be it by giving special offers or sales or some sort of relaxation uh, to the customers who are still interested in your brand Hmm. So, uh, what are the issues that uh, customers are still facing when it comes to their marketing their products and services? I think just the thought of now asking customers to invest in your products, it had to be worth, you know, much more than it used to in terms of quality. Um, before you went ahead and spoke about it, you had to be sure of what you're putting out there, and you know what the customer is going to benefit out of buying. that particular product mm. it had to be versatile for example if they were buying an outfit we had to show them like different ways of using it you know or how investing in a certain piece of jewelry could actually turn out to be an heirloom piece where uh, it would last for generations to come mm. so a want based marketing strategy had to change uh, to a need based marketing strategy mm-hmm. so uh, when it comes to a need based marketing strategy uh, you know i i believe it has gone past the experience of just giving a 40% off or a 50% off on your uh, catalog correct uh, what what is that uh, one thing uh, that uh, businesses can actually take uh, when it comes to uh, you know understanding their customers better i think also in the last 4 months you know apart from the entire sales pitching scheme mm. uh, people have also taken the time to fix things that they had to and they didn't get the time in that entire race of selling and you know uh, like entertaining all their customers a lot of the brands were actually using that 3 month period to fix issues in their branding mm. like for instance like you said about your friend also that people were actually fixing their websites and immediately turning to points where they felt that they could rectify and you know elevate their brands so that's another thing and in terms of selling now of course there's only so much that you can do to push your product yeah uh, sales is one thing but i think people who the brands who realized that they couldn't do anything more than that they took a back seat they were not being at least for our clients we told them to take a back seat and there is just no way around the pandemic you have to take a hit mm. but what you can do is other than sales concentrate on other aspects of your business which strengthen your core for the times to come when the pandemic uh, leaves us and things get back to normal mm. you are ready to again give it a kick start you know so True. that's what i uh, advise my clients because there is no magic formula for us to give you know if people don't have the money they don't have the money true yeah i guess that is uh, one of the big things that even i see uh, when it comes to businesses a lot of businesses they have panicked a lot hmm. and uh, we could see that you know from big, big businesses like oyo you know uh, firing uh, you know 12000 people hmm. back in march and uh, april hmm. and ola uber also firing a lot of people Correct. so uh, i i believe that was like a, a spike that was like uh, that was more like a knee jerk hmm. uh, for the industry where uh, businesses they just you know no panic then they started firing in order to save cash reserve a few cash flow mm. uh, so w- what sort of do's and don'ts would you like to put out there for businesses uh, when it comes to sustaining and maintaining their uh, brand um i think let's talk about the do's first mm. uh 
people and brands need to make sure that they're sensitive to the world scenario. You can't block yourself and, you know, be selfish to your own needs because frankly, like I said, customers and viewers are much more smarter today. Uh, if you're trying too hard to sell something, they'll they'll receive that energy and they'll figure out what you're trying to do. Yeah. So I think that sensitivity part is key for sure. Um, another thing is form your own DNA. Quit copying trends, uh, you know, and identify with like people. You need to identify with something that is authentic and you need to offer that to your viewers. Yeah. Um, another thing is, I think the most important thing is to remember to give your team a healthy environment. Good people make a good brand and a good life for yourself and your team. Um, that's that's something that I've applied to my studio as well. Mm -hmm. So we have a small studio in Delhi from where we operate and we do our shoots and we have our office area there. From day one, my in, my only aim was to make a very happy, creative, positive space. Mm -hmm. So literally, even if I don't go into my studio for three days or four days a week, which I sometimes did, my team knew that even if I'm not sitting on their heads, they had to deliver because they treated that space as their own. Yeah. They were not coming into some typical office and, you know, bound by hours or bound by things they couldn't do. They had full freedom. There was a small, there's, I mean, these are little things that you can add to your, you know, studio or your office space where I had a small pantry where I told them, you know, take that time out to relax and have tea, coffee, lunch, whenever you wanted to do. We had a little couch in our studio I mean, we still do, but it's been a while. I haven't been to my studio. So uh, we have a couch area where I said, you know, if you don't want to sit on your table, just lie down, relax. Yeah, It's your space, you know. There's no hard and fast rule of sitting for eight, nine hours on a chair. So these are the small things that I've actually uh, put into my team's mindset also. That today they treat AM branding as their own. They're not working for me. We're actually collaborating together and doing things together. Yeah. So yeah. that's the most important thing um, because it's no longer about employing people. It's about collaborating. Mm. That entire, I think, especially in the newer generation, that entire aspect of having a boss and an employee and that entire awkward situation is gone. And it should go because it's a healthier environment to work in, you know? True, true. And I think the last thing is to just be consistent with your communication, especially visual communication, as that is what viewers absorb first. Mm. Your product comes much later. Mm. That is true. But how do you uh, cut through the noise on uh, social media? You know, when it comes to visually communicating your brand to your customers, there's a lot of noise on Instagram. Correct. So how do you cut through that? I think um, that would bring us to our don'ts that, you know, people should not do. Mm. Uh, firstly, don't copy or shadow any communication pattern. Mm. You have to get inspired and move past that. Like you can't uh, shadow what people are doing exactly because that's just, I think that's just silly. And you need to respect your brand and your own creativity a little bit more mm -hmm. than to just copy somebody. Um, another thing is don't lie about your deliverables. That goes across you know, all fields in this world of business, you can't lie about what you're going to deliver and don't oversell or overpromise because eventually it's all out in the open, right? So it's only good to keep it crisp and uh, crystal clear for yourself and for your clients. Yeah. Uh, also, very important aspect is not to compromise with quality, be it in a product or service mm -hmm. uh, sector. 
your qualities key and i think that will take you a long way if you just concentrate on maintaining that quality people will uh, you know come back to you true yeah and like i said another thing that i really hate is a toxic relationship with my clients or my employees mm. i i can't stand negativity it's just it's not in me so i try to not uh, create that environment and i put in so much effort to just making sure that every day when i wake up my team is in a good mood and i try to check in with them the first question that i send them uh, is not about work i check with them about how they are and how things especially now due to this you know covid situation i like to check in with them whether their families are okay and you know if they need something because i think that effort has to come from the employer first or the founder who has people working for them because it's another family right it's not they're not machines they're humans at the end of the day yeah so i think if you have your team sorted that's the best thing that you can do for your business yeah it keeps them motivated also like if somebody is working for you what is the uh, you know motivation for them to keep working for you exactly like if if you if you don't value what they're doing for mm. you every day and i'm not saying do this once a month it's an everyday job to check in with them and like i don't uh, mean to make other business owners jealous on this point but literally i have to call my team mm. and scold them at 9 o'clock in the night or 8 o'clock in the night and say can you stop working or can you stop doing this you can take it to the next day yeah. that's how amazing they are and i just have a team uh, currently who are working from home of 6 to 7 people mm. and especially i'd like to mention my studio head sharin he is such an amazing guy i feel like he's been the biggest blessing because he manages the studio mm. and he's my go to person like he would ace graphics he would ace photography every single thing that we do he knows it well and then you know we have other people who because you your main person who's heading your studio if his mind his or her mindset is amazing i think the rest of them follow that you know yeah i mean hiring plays a big role you know in creating a perfect team so Absolutely. i believe you know that's so true mm, so you know hiring the right kind of people who can understand your vision and work towards it i mean uh, i'm sure sharon is doing the right thing for you guys i mean he works selflessly mm. he literally works like i mean it is definitely uh, you know it's been the three of us who sort of ever since am started avril sharon and i we've been the core team but also uh, these amazing girls that i have on my team pooja rachna like they're just they're fabulous i i don't know where they get it from or it's just a team effort that we've uh, built together but uh, amazing people to work with you know true i mean uh, it goes a long way you know if you have the right kind of people with you hmm. uh, then basically you know it gives you that freedom to explore things do experiments hmm, because i i see that a lot of businesses they don't experiment with the kind of work that they're doing because they're afraid uh, because they don't have the right team with them hmm. so uh, when you have the right team the right kind of people working for you then you can take that chance correct you know because at the back of the mind you know that even if it fails at least you will learn something i mean you will have a new experience yeah what you're saying is so true that you know because my team is there and they've got it together of course we do have our ups and downs but i know that they've got it sorted you know mm. they have my back if mm. i had to switch off and go do something else other than you know my daily routine i can do that and mm. i can leave my work because they've also been with me for a while for a few years now you know the same team 
and we just keep adding more people to it mm-hmm. but i'm just super grateful and i think uh, it goes both ways like i've put in my effort and so have they and i think it's a, at the end of the day it's teamwork and uh, how is the current landscape changing for your domain especially when it comes to am branding and this whole uh, designing and marketing space in terms of business you mean yeah in terms of business in terms of you know reaching out to your target audience building you know your customer loyalty so for am it's a very different um, game altogether mm. in terms of marketing because like i said we do no marketing mm. for me my only thing is that whatever we create for our clients we try to archive the best of it on our page and not even overdo a lot but i try to give my viewers on instagram a good insight of what we are doing mm-hmm. and uh, initially when the lockdown happened i remember we have we had a lot of uh, newer smaller brands with us who couldn't afford you know uh, continue paying us and they took a back seat and put their things on hold so literally there was a time when uh, like around 8 to 9 clients had from our social media projects had stopped us okay. which was okay and mm. i understood that you know because you can't force somebody to continue uh, you have to be sensitive to their financial aspect as well right but moving ahead if social media went down there was so much interest in building websites because like i said people started realizing that they could take this time to fix other branding aspects so mm. thankfully by the grace of god if one thing was going down we had a lot of website interest and we ended up building two to three websites during this duration mm-hmm. one of them is the dia project it's an amazing meditation app that's come up and um, it's uh, founded by siddharth murakya from bombay and uh, we ended up making an amazing website for him and another one was for tanya gavri she is one of the top stylists in india mm-hmm. and uh, we did her website we did her social media we still managing her aesthetic online so i think uh, it's it's okay i mean we let the clients go and we we took the work that we were getting and it's been okay for us so far okay all right and uh, any advice that you would like to give to new entrepreneurs in your field uh i think just the do's and don'ts that i've mm. mentioned for sure mm-hmm. they uh, they should follow that and they should create their own blueprint because like i said for am we had no blueprint mm-hmm. there was no company i was looking at that oh you know i want to be this person even till date um it's really funny when people ask me okay you know who's your competitor and i have no answer genuinely mm-hmm. because i don't know anybody who's doing things similar to what we do and of course like i said there are people in the west but even then not so much like i don't follow any company in the west also Uh, who's working at a personal level like we are mm. if i wanted i could have crazily expanded to a team of 30 people or you know had like 50 clients because that's in the last 3 years if i took every project you know that was uh, coming our way it's important to maintain quality it's important to retain your clients that you start with and build those brands into iconic brands it's not about the number it's about the quality of the projects that you're delivering so for us the key has been to do such amazing work that we retain our existing clients you know yeah. because we've built that relationship with them and i think that's the biggest win that gives me the most uh, happiness when i see that okay you know this person has been with am for the last 3 years or 4 years that's my biggest win yeah true true so i mean yeah i mean they say right in the world of uh, hyundai is be the ferrari <laughs> so uh, okay. 
I mean, yeah, quantity matters, mm. but at the end of the day, if you can't back that off with quality, mm. then what is the point of having 500 customers if you can't even produce five quality uh, projects? Correct. Because, you know, when, especially in a creative field, you can't have money drive you always. It's yeah. not about the money. Mm. Uh, of course, I'm not saying it's not important. Like we've made it a point to remain a profitable uh, company till mm. date and we do pay attention to that. I mean, I don't, Agaral does. He's the <laughs> brains and accounts of the company. But uh, I think more than that, it's about doing waking up every morning and doing things that you love. Mm. And I, the day I stop you know, loving it, I think that's the day that we'll be done because I don't want to give out mediocre work at all. Like for me, it has to be fabulous or nothing at all. True. I mean, you need to have a, you know, a unique uh, kind of romance with your business. Correct. Because if you can't have that, if you don't feel that, then at the end of the day, it won't show in your designs. It won't show in your deliverables. 100% correct. Yeah. And and I I believe, you know, it's the responsibilities uh, of, uh, you know, uh, companies like you, because at the end of the day, you are the ones who are uh, guiding your customers in their creative journey. Mm, correct. So a lot of times I see that customers are, uh, you know, uh, they're not sure of uh, the kind of messaging they want to put out or maybe the kind of designs that they want to follow. Mm. So it becomes really important for uh, brands like AM Branding to really guide them in a correct way and, you know, showcase uh, the kind of designs that would really... Um, uh, how do I put it, uh, you know, look authentic to their customers. Absolutely. And it's a huge responsibility. I mean, at the end of the day, even if we are as a company three years old, but the clients that I'm working with, be it Kunal Raval or Alpita Mehta and all these clients who've been in the industry for eight to 10 years, it adds a huge responsibility because if they are coming to us for guidance Mm. and if i'm not in the best shape of mind to tell them a unique idea i think that's just wrong so i have to make sure that each individual client who i coordinate with and who i work with gets the best of you know what they can in the industry Mm. and i have to work uh, like 10 times harder to make sure that the ideas that i'm getting for them are super unique True. And I think that's something that they also uh, expect when they give me a call or send me a message asking me anything. True, true. I mean, that is absolutely 100% correct uh, when it comes to designing, when it comes to branding. And uh, to all our listeners out there, you can definitely check out ambranding.co. Uh, uh, and we would also be putting up the website links in the show notes below. So definitely check them out. Uh, if you want to hit uh, them up on Instagram, you can check out their Instagram handle. Uh, that's same as ambranding.co. Uh, we would also be putting up links for uh, Mridul on our website at sociallydesi.com. So feel free to reach out to Mridul uh, in terms of, you know, if you need any kind of help with your visuals, if you need any kind of help with your branding, you want to build your online presence, I'm sure uh, Mridul would be happy to help you out. Thank you so much for having me and it's been an amazing conversation and there's so much that I'll take back from this uh, podcast with Socially Desi. So thank you Anurag for having me and I hope to do this again. Thank you very much Mridul and I'm sure a lot of businesses out there, a lot of customers and our viewers would definitely uh, have key takeaways from this episode. So uh, that wraps it up for today folks. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship, and health and fitness. 
we would love to have nidul on our show again in future to discuss more about marketing and communications with respect to your brands so if you haven't yet done so hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com and as always before i sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between <laughs>